Welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Making More Money for You show. I'm your host, Magnus Carter. Uh, last week, we had a wonderful and a very storytelling episode last week with Alina Fernandez uh, about from The Positive Mom. It was wonderful to see how she transformed her life and how she's actually empowering other moms, single moms, single mom families to do the same by taking ownership of what they're doing and knowing that there is help. One, there's help out there. Two, anything is possible as long as you try to put a little bit towards that and also keep the rest of the ship running. And that kind of brings me to today, even though this it's already the second week of December and we're I'm counting down the days to the end of the year, I'm sure as everybody else is and also for Christmas. But this month is actually very jam packed with a lot of content and a lot of quite a few special guests that I have. And this week is no differently. I have Jesse Clark from the founder of Beautiful Badass Life, Coaching and Apparel. And we're going to talk a lot about personal branding, uh, what it is to be like a single mom owning a, owning a business, and also building and owning a personal brand. Jesse, welcome to the show. Hi, Magnus. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited too, because branding is such a, a tricky subject. And when I was doing research on this, uh, there's actually we're gonna get. I want to get started in the in the branding process and what it actually takes to to build a personal brand. Because later on, and I didn't plan this at all. Is I have another branding show at the end of the year, is the last part of the year, nice. with Justine Pragowski from Million Dollar Branders. So this is perfect and a beautiful way to start and keep the momentum going and winding down this. Uh, the end of year with with a bang honestly uh can you tell us a little bit about yourself why you actually decided to go into business for yourself um yeah absolutely my um you know my how i'm here story and so just kind of the shortened version maybe is started back in 2018 um and i very unexpectedly lost my mother um and she passed away and so that I, at that time, I had a seven-year-old and a, he was six months old, <laughs> eight months old. So, and then um, I was still married at that point. But um, so that kind of started this, this inner search because it hit a rock bottom real hard for me, you know, after my mom passed. And so as I started really taking a look at what I was doing and, you know, how I wanted to live my life. Cause my mom was 54, you know? And so here I am early thirties at this point, at that point, And I'm like, that's not too much older than me. Like, what am I doing? You know, mom had a lot of life left and it's gone, you know, and it just really opened up a new perspective for me. So as I started this journey of, you know, personal growth is where it all started. You know, I didn't, I got to where I, I wasn't super happy, like with my career choice at that point. Um, I was a special education teacher, love the field, hate the politics of education right now. Mm. So, um, so I ended up, you know, and so as I went on this journey and I figured out that this person that I had been, that I felt that I was supposed to be this, 
this wonderful wife and mother that did everything that everybody wanted, that was appeasing and trying to be the Pinterest mom and doing all of this stuff. Well, deep inside of me, like I could feel this other person and she was absolutely screaming, like, what the hell are you doing? Why are we doing this? This, this is not who we are. And so as I started to let that person out a little bit more and grow, um, I eventually outgrew my marriage and that ended obviously in a divorce. Um, and then I became a single mom with two kids and the same year, it was the spring of 2020. Hello, COVID. Thank you for everything. Um, you know, if you keeps giving, (laughs) right. And if y'all are just listening, that was dripping with sarcasm in case you didn't hear it. Um, but you know, it's, I had quit my job as a teacher. I didn't have another profession lined up. I had nothing else coming. Um, I was getting a divorce and I now had to maintain a household and feed two kids with absolutely no idea of an income. And it was like, oh, shit, Um, what am I going to do? I've got two kids to provide for. I don't want to lose our home. This has been their home for their entire life, you know. And so um, I started dabbling in some like little uh, contract type work. And then as I was talking to some of my to some of my friends about what, you know, how far I've come and how it's just amazing to me how at peace I was even having though not having that income, no, you know, going through divorce and, you know, all of these things, but I was still at such peace because I was finally being me. I, I was being myself. I was, I was using my voice. I wasn't letting people walk all over me. I was, you know, I didn't care if I was the Pinterest mom anymore. You know what, if, Sarah's mom is out there making homemade Valentine's baskets for the class. You know, kudos to Sarah's mom. I love you. But I'm not going to be that kind of person. That's just not who I am. And so as I as I kept going, I, I kept the phrase beautiful badass life just kept rolling over and over and came out of my mouth a few times. And so I thought, you know, there's no reason. I know I'm not the only one that's been through hardship, mom or not, uh, female or not, that is just like, I I know. I'm not meant to live in despair and misery and depression. That's just not what life is supposed to be at all. And so it started with a journal. I created a daily journal um, and put it for sale. And from there, I just went on and did um, shirts. And now I have coaching and it's just, you know, I started at complete 180 from where I am right now. Um, You know, it's, you know, I'm a, leather jacket wearing short haired sassy purse like a sailor sailor mom and that's not who I was four years ago so um that personal brand really grew as I did and so now I'm very solid in that personal brand because I know exactly who I am and who I want to be and I just want everybody else to feel that okay wow that's that's very impressive so what we're deciding on a personal brand and we're we're thinking about doing the branding and and a business and all that fun happy stuff and all the legal garbage that comes with it. Uh, that's that's a completely different show right now. But but the, getting the the seeds and starting this. So for your brand to be true, you became what you wanted to emulate on your brand. Am I correct? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't. Otherwise, I feel like my brand would not be. Um, true. It wouldn't, it would be almost a lie. I don't want to project or say, this is the kind of life you can have if I can't embody it. Cause I'm not going to, if I can't do it, I'm not going to say that 
um, you know, you can do this or whatever, because I want to try it. No, it works so that I can tell you all I've done it. It works mm-hmm. and you can have it too. Okay. Now, is the reason you got into the apparel business, to, is that kind of like a constant reminder when you see it, when you wear it and whatnot, to be that person and not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, is uh, deviate and try to figure out something else out, but you are, it's not like you're stuck there, but you know where you, where you need to be. Yeah, um, very much so, because there are days where you wake up and you do not feel like a badass. You do not feel like you wake up and you're like, oh, I got to try and do this again today. So, yes, constant reminders. You know, I have um, I use one of my little um, I use the rock on sign, the hand, the skeleton hand for a lot of my branding. And so, like, I have that on my desk. You know, I use it as a bookmark in my personal development book. I'm reading just these little anchors to kind of remind me that you started somewhere four years ago, or I started somewhere four years ago and I've come this far and, you know, it's, it's possible. And you do have to make a choice because it's very easy to slip. Um, and it's very easy to spiral after you slip. So some days, um, it's more of a conscious effort. Other days I wake up and I'm like, I run this shit. We're good. You know, like it's, it's a good day, but, um, yeah, absolutely. I have things around to just, and that's where the apparel came in of like, you can have this and you can proudly wear and show everybody that yes, you're doing this and you're living this life. Okay. Here's a, we are who we surround ourselves with <laughs> and we have a lot of na- people, myself included, have naysayers all around us trying to put us down, trying to say, oh, well, you should do this, this, you know, the, the little chirping the little tweety birds if you will that that well actually i guess they would be more of a yipping dog i like that analogy because they they don't stop and their high-pitched voices and everything to get you in your mind how are your friends and your inner circle taking um what are not so much their thoughts but did they change to accommodate this new person and encourage it or were there like a lot of questions of why you're doing this or, or a mixture of both? Um, it was a mixture of both. Um, my friend circle was very small. Um, after there was a lot of, we won't go into the marriage issues, but, um, I mean, we can, but it's just like, I feel like it's a whole nother show. Um, (laughs) but, um, you know, because of some of the choices I made to really try and work on a mirror my marriage at that point, um, I lost a lot of friends because I was pouring myself into that. So my friend circle was super small. After my mom passed in 2018, I found a group of women um, that really supported me and watched me go through this. And I still talk to a handful of them um, to this day, and they supported me in the entire way. I have had other people that are very much, um, when I first started this, like, cut my hair, shave side of it. You know, they were, I had people asking other people, what's wrong with Jesse? Is she okay? And, and that's fair of them to ask. I was completely different than what I was. Um, as far as naysayers, I have people that are just kind of blow me off on the idea of me having a business. Um, I haven't had somebody really straight up come at me and be like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe you can, you're doing this. But I'm sure it'll happen or it can happen. And and that's okay that people people don't know what they don't understand and they don't have to understand me or like me. Well, that's a fair value. And we shouldn't, 
even though in this society and day and age, we tend to lean upon some other, uh, what others, their impression of us are, but you're keeping true to yourself, which is amazing. And part, part of you and your brand. How do you feel about your brand? How do you feel about your company? How do you feel about knowing that you are doing this? Um, Honestly, I made it to the um, one year mark in, I think it was the end of October, October 25th, I believe was just the one year mark for Beautiful Badass Life. Um, And on that day, I went, huh, I really made it a year. Um, Because a lot of what had been fed to me over several years was, oh, you'll just do it for now and then you'll quit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me at that point, I was like, I'm doing it. I'm living it. I am doing the thing that I said I was going to do. And not only am I, you know, producing apparel and shirts and mugs and things like that and helping, you know, and coaching others, but I'm living it. And I wake up every day and I make choices to live this way because it's true to who I am, regardless of what has happened or what has been said in the past. That's wonderful. Uh, October 25th seems to be something strange, a good connection between both of us, because that's the day I launched my first book. Hey, as crazy so... as that is. <laughs> that's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so it, 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 October 25th is a good day. <laughs> I'm not going to lie for both of us. Uh, now, when you were doing your branding, how did you research on how to build a brand? Where did you look for that? How how did you get the inspiration to actually say, Hey, I'm going to actually make this mine. I'm going to do this and make a business out of it. Uh, because there's people out there right now. It's like, well, I have this idea, but I don't know how to, how to go about doing it. Um, I leveraged a lot of, um, a couple of my friends had their own businesses. A couple of family members have their own businesses. And I eventually joined a um, like a business networking type group to where I could ask some questions as well. Um, but Google did a lot of it. Okay. Um, you know, Google search bar can get you a long way. <laughs> um, and so I did a lot of it through Google. I had a lot of questions that I asked my friends, but it, it was just a, a decision. Like, this is what I want to do. This is how it's going to happen. You know, there's not... It's not like there's a book or anything on Google that's like how to start a business in 10 steps, right? I mean, they might be, but you can look and find 10 different steps on 10 different websites. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of moving pieces. um, And it's a lot of just, I just jumped in and started doing things. Did I do them in order? I have no idea. But did I do them in the way they were supposed to be done? I have no idea. But, you know, they're done and they're there and we're we're moving. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, now, since everything's moving now and you're already in business for a year, uh, I'll save a couple of these questions for later, but I want to go over to your personal coaching thing. Mm -hmm. Now, what made you decide to, to actually help women be a personal coach and what's your philosophy on the personal coaching for your clients? So there were a lot of people watching when I did and went through all of the stuff that I went through a lot of people supporting and congratulating and, you know, you go girls and all of those things. Um, but you know, I, I realized that there was, that's where it stopped. And while some women were watching and like, this is awesome. She's doing that. There was also a reservation of, I wish I could do that. And so I wanted people, particularly women, to understand that you can. Is it easy? No. 
Um, are there some hard steps and deep looks within yourself you got to do? Absolutely. Um, but you know, that's, that's just what we have to do. You can't, everything you want is one of my favorite quotes. Everything you want in your life is on the other side of the shit you don't want to do. So, you know, I want to help them get through that. No, we don't want to do it, but let's go through it together. We'll get you to that other side because it's, 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 it's what you're wanting and it's what you're meant for. And so, um, I just want to make sure that women understand that, like, you can do it on your own. You totally can, but know that there's support out there for you as well. Okay. That's, uh, that is, uh, r- remarkable because nobody really wants to do the work, but they want the end result. Have you right. been sh- seeing that more time and time again, as you're, as you're uh, meeting new, new people? Is it more or less the same things that's constantly happening when you're talking to new clients? Um, lots of excuses um, that I see. I feel like it's kind of a little bit of a generational, generational and time frame thing as well as, you know, I have a five-year-old and an 11-year-old, so they can make excuses for not doing anything. But I even find that with adults um, where they will be like, you know, yes, this is what I want, but I can't have it because of X, Y, and Z. Well, everything's figure outable. You X, Y, and Z can be changed. Um, I didn't like my career as a teacher, mm-hmm. so I quit. I didn't have anything else lined up. I put a lot of faith in the fact that I was going to get myself something and make it work. And I did. So, you know, it's, it's just getting through that stuff and they do, they have a lot of excuses. And usually when I hit excuses with people and they keep coming up, I try to shift to something else because mm-hmm. if they're going to continually give an excuse, they're not ready to tackle it. Right. Um, However, I will tell you, you're making excuses. If you're not ready to tackle this, that's fine. Let's move to something else and be productive. Um, I'm not a huge coddler and hand, uh, hold your hand, but I'm going to tell you how shit is too. (laughs) Ah, okay. So you're a realist. You're here. You're now, you're you're present as well. So did you get a, I know a lot of my friends, uh, quite a few of my friends were actually went into teaching. Mm-hmm. I do, I've done teaching on a college level. I'll never go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the coursework of what I was teaching and whatnot. I found that the extra work behind it was not justifying the means of getting everything across. And like you were saying, the political aspect of things totally didn't want to deal with that anymore. Right. Now, how did you pull your prior experience as being a teacher and put that into in, into work for what you're doing now? Um, so with teaching, it's a lot of planning. It's a lot of um, in specifically special education. So in a regular education classroom, you have curriculum, you have books to pull from. And a lot of times with special education and students with disabilities, you create that stuff on your own. You create what you need to meet the needs of your students. So essentially with coaching, I'm doing the same thing. I am creating the things that my clients need to make them successful. Um, So we still set goals. We're still gonna try and meet those goals. I'm still checking in to make sure that you're making progress on them. Um, And I did all of that as a teacher as well. Um, And the organization and planning of, you know, 20 students that I would have in a classroom and making sure all their needs are met, you know, it's actually a little easier when you're just doing clients (laughs) one-on-one and not a whole class of how you're meeting everybody's needs. But, um, 
but yeah, that's, so all of that stuff got brought over. Um, it took me a little bit to figure that out. Um, teachers are taught are very niche specific and then we're taught language that's very specific and we don't realize that a lot of the stuff that we do like lesson planning and creating that content translates to creating content for Instagram or you know creating a course for somebody to go through or something like that so it all really translated over very well and I didn't realize how um how amazing the skills that I had could be applied to what I'm doing so even though you've quit the aspect of trading time for money, you're still using all of your gifts, all your talents, your purpose, your passion, and focusing somewhere else and actually doing it per task instead of time for money. Yeah. That, that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it, it still feels like, cause I loved I will, you know, I will always say that I love teaching and I did because I loved my students. Absolutely. And it was the hardest thing to walk away from um, because of them. But, you know, knowing that the skills that I have that serve them are still serving, you know, what I would consider a greater purpose. Um, it's it's very comforting and very fulfilling to know that that's still working that way. Okay. Now, you did talk about planning and prepping. How have you found yourself when you're doing the when you were creating your brand did you get stuck there and did you were you i know it happened to quite a bit of people uh um one of them is you stayed in there because that was kind of a comfort zone because you didn't want to take the next step or did you just bull rush right through it to the china shop and just get to get to your end your finish line um, there was a little bit of both. There were times where I was stuck and I was like, this is not going to happen. I'm just going to give up, um, whatever. And then, um, I, you know, once I got a hold of what I really wanted, you know, because once I, when I started the brand, I was still working through some of my own stuff. So it was still very muddled on what exactly I was doing with it and what my my purpose and my end goal with it was going to be. Coaching was not my goal with Beautiful Up Badass Life. It was not on the radar when I started it. Um, it was going to be apparel, but then it just, you know, as I was like, okay, you know what, but people don't understand the apparel because they're not living their, their, their beautiful badass life. So, you know, well, we got to show them how to do that. And so that's when all of that, then I started barreling through, you know, then okay. I was getting um, a graphic designer to create my logo. And then I was, you know, asking people, you know, what do you do for, you know, business licenses? What do you do for domain hosting, you know, and all of that stuff. And then it started really coming around. Around and I really had that idea and that that brand nailed down. Yeah. And are you with the branding? This should actually, I'll wait till the, the follow up after our break. It's going to be coming soon, but not just yet. Uh, just a little teaser of a question that I, I want to ask. And it's, it's going to be quite interesting because it's going to lead into other topics as well. But as we're, as you're working through this right now, do you think you made the right choice? of doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Not a doubt in my mind. Um it's I mean like that that's it legit that's okay. it. Um no, I'm, I'm not I'm not good. a doubt in my mind. Um I am you know, I still have a 9 to 5 that I work, mm -hmm. but this okay. is what fills me up. This is my purpose. This is where I'm meant to be and these were the talents I were get I was given for a reason. Okay. And uh, 
see now I know people and some of the listeners are out there or, or, or maybe uh, newer listeners that haven't heard this yet, but will hear this is they're stuck in that spot right there. Now, if you could go back and tell yourself one piece of advice from now, what you went through back then before you're going through, what would it be? Just do it already. <laughs> I waited okay. for a long time. I, I didn't take the step for a long time because I felt like I had to have a lot of things in, in check. And that's that's not true. You just you go and you you can run and figure it out. It's it's totally doable. Okay. Now how did you, there's failures there it's part of life how did you conquer your failures or thought of how more importantly how did you conquer your thought of failure oh that was hard i am by nature an anxious person and so the thought of failure and everything that could go wrong really likes to live in my head um but it's it's a constant battle um and i will tell myself all the time you're going to fail it's going to happen, not in a negative connotation. You will fail, but you're going to learn something from it. You know, and everybody's like, oh, it's the whole silver lining thing. And that's that's true. I mean, it's it's yes, you failed. Find the silver lining, but find the lesson. There's a reason that you failed. You can take something from it and try again differently. So it's all pivoting. Okay. That's yeah. Uh, uh, now that adage is way overused and actually i think it's taken out of context quite a bit because we're constantly looking up for something when we should be looking down and seeing what we're doing and figuring out what it is here instead of looking elsewhere uh, yeah um a lot of times those failures are because like you you mess something you miss something right mm -hmm. it's like an assignment you miss some punctuation so you got to dock some points okay well next time you won't miss that punctuation <laughs> <laughs> no i completely uh that's that's a great analogy because you're we're all still learning mm -hmm. even though i felt especially when i was doing job interviews if i stop learning even for a day i'm outdated and i'm inadequate inadequate and someone else is going to take my job and i'm okay. sure you felt the same way too while while teaching and you might even have that now even with you're doing um, a little bit. Yeah. It's the coaching world. You know, um, I really separate my nine to five and my brand. Right. So okay. my nine to five is my nine to five. It pays the bills. It does the stuff. Right. Right. But my brand, you know, like it, it you do, you just get, you get nervous about things and coaching. So, um, it's very, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, there's a lot of people in coaching. <laughs> it's flooded. It's, very, right? it's saturated. It's Thank you. Becoming it saturated. <laughs> yes, it's it's a saturated market, and so um, to still be like, yes, I'm still doing what I meant to do. I feel like that's 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 good. Um, saturated or not, it's not about doing it like someone else is doing it, like me. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to help people is me doing coaching my way and not the right. way everybody else does it. That's yes, you have to be. I agree, you have to be unique at something, and you need to, like you were saying before, our gifts. We got to play into our gifts so we can actually get further. Because once we start fighting them, one, we lose time, energy, and possibly uh, potential. Our potential is mm -hmm. being lost because we're sitting there doing something we're not really supposed to be doing. Uh, but unfortunately, well, not really, unfortunately, Jesse, we're halfway through the show. What? <laughs> so, yeah, we are halfway through the show already. We have to take a quick break. 
Uh, thank you, my listeners, for listening. Jesse, uh, thank you for being here. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to. I have some questions that I want to clarify, especially after we got done this segment. So, everybody, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. And if you're tuning in, welcome to the show. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you definitely want to watch or listen to the first half of the show because there's a lot of tidbits in there about branding, what what it takes to actually start a business, the mindset, the emotional value of everything, uh, how to deal with, a, you know, do with or without the naysayers, depending on how you want to classify it. But this half of the show, we're going to focus more on on the same subject, but we're going to go a little bit in more detail of now and possibly the future. And to do that, I have Jesse Clark. Welcome back, Jesse. Yes, this has been fun. I'm excited to see what you got for me in the second <laughs> half here, Magnus. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yes. That when people start asking, saying that it, it gets quite interesting because it is unscripted. This show. Well, this show <laughs> is especially is because when we were talking, we when I first reached out to you to be this, I, I read your profile. I I did my homework, of course, of why I wanted you to be the person to talk about personal branding is because you're taking it to a different level and making it personable. I, I love the fact that you actually became, you are the person that you are promoting and you don't have a spokesman doing it and you don't have tons of other false things out there that don't do your brand justice. Honestly, so I definitely commend you on that, and 
for that, it, it takes a lot to do that in this day and age because uh, the politicals, the whole political scene and all that garbage and <laughs> uh, this, uh, what society has actually become. But to get back into branding is uh, how do you see your brand actually moving forward? Uh, you're, you know, you're, you're in business for a year. Uh, you started from nothing. You became, you started becoming the brand. But how do you see the brand uh, evolving or what do you see on the horizon? W- what are you looking to do for this year? Um, well, for 2023, um, I'm going to start actually group coaching. So instead of just one-on-ones, because some women, people are not comfortable in a one-on-one setting. Um, and I was not when I began my journey of transformation from what, who I was to I, who I am now, um, it started in a group setting and one-on-ones were super uncomfortable for me. Um, I felt like I was being judged constantly. I felt, you know, just very down on myself and very unsure of myself. So I'm super excited because in um, 2023, I'll start group coaching, which I um, know will allow women to come in and just feel a community around them and a safety um, to be and release and do the things, um, say some things that need to get off their chest that maybe they haven't been able to before. And, you know, and, and after group coaching, you know, obviously there's going to be some new apparel drops in there and things like that. Some new sassy coffee mugs. I love my sassy coffee mugs. Um, I think my, my favorite one I have right now says I am my own sugar daddy. Um, (laughs) and it's, it's on the website, but it's my favorite. And, um, so, you know, and as that grows, eventually we're talking like potential five-year plan here, mm-hmm. depending on growth. Um, I would love to do um, meetups and getaway weekends and like in person, let's, you know, let's let's be the people that we say we want to be and actually act that out and see how that feels. Let's let's be the live this life and know that we have a badass community around us to support us in this life. Okay. Well, Jimmy Buffett does have a song about that. We are the people that our parents warned us about. So <laughs> becoming those people, <laughs> which is good. Uh, it's actually finding your true self, your your own personal self, which I can definitely commend. And I, that's going to be fun to see as, as it unravels. Now, when, as you're doing your business, uh, one question I do have. I know a, a couple of my guests started getting their children involved in businesses. So what's your take on getting your children involved in a business instead of doing the nine to five? Because you've been through the nine to five. We've all been, you know, all been through it. There's pros and cons of everything. But at this time and right now, what are your thoughts about that? Of course, they're going to change before and after. But as of now. Um, As of now, I'm all for it. Um, My I have had. just mentors and stuff, you know, over the last year that have said I should get my kids more involved in my brand. My problem, I won't say problem, my concern with having my kids involved in my brand is it has the word badass in it. And and so I don't want my five or 11 year old running around with that on a shirt. (laughs) Um, um, But recently I did do um, a bit of a a shift and I did a, a mom and mini series of hoodies so that because we do have badass kids i do have badass kids do they drive me nuts absolutely but i love them and they are badasses because they're mine and um 
So, you know, I can shift that business or that, that verbiage, you know, there's no badass on there for the kids, but you know, they, they're still supporting and showing the, the, um, you know, the rock on school hand for a beautiful badass life. And, you know, that's, and that's letting them be a part of what I do. And because I, you know, the cool thing about kids and having a business and, my my daughter's 11 and so because i've done all this over the last year she's taking up some of her own little entrepreneurial skills yeah. and she's trying her hat at different things um so you know it's just really cool cuz they watch and then she's she sees me take these chances and fail or be successful and she feels okay and safe to do the same that's amazing cuz this day and age, we're supposed. They're trying to tell us they, they meaning everybody out there in the media, and people that want to control us, uh, want us to live in the little bubbles. Yeah, I, I don't like bubbles. I'm not no. a fan of bubbles. Uh, one thing that I found out while I was making my brand, the making more money for you brand, is. My coaches, I'm not, I'm, I'll, I'll never forget this. Is my coaches said, Why would you make a brand like that? I'm like, Well, why not? It's exactly what I'm trying to get people to do is my, the knowledge that I'm giving people. Actually, uh, people are asking for and I'm delivering to with my guests, such as yourself, uh, the books, uh, media, and interviews I do is even the littlest tidbits are getting somebody the information they need to get to that next step. Mm-hmm. And I see that doing it with your with your coaching, and I'm sure you you see that quite a bit. So, when when is a good time to start a brand? Whenever you have little desire, fire, whatever you want to call it, um, that little spark, just go ahead and give it a start. I would, you know, make sure that I wouldn't even say you have to make sure of anything. Like you want to start a brand cool. It's a process. So what's your brand going to be for? What are you going to do with it? You know, it's not a lot of people think personal brands sometimes and they start getting into graphics and fonts and immediately they want the fun and pretty stuff. But, and that's great. And you have to go there. You have to have that stuff eventually. But if your brand does not have a purpose, it's just pretty letters on a shirt or pretty letters on the internet or um, a cool sign on, you know, on, on your page. So it's, you know, if you want to start a personal brand, I would say go for it. Just make sure you have some purpose behind it or know what you want, where you're wanting it to go. Okay. So we need to know where it goes. We need to know the purpose of it. You got to, well, you also have to have the passion to push it. Am I right? You do. And that's where a lot of people won't, take it much farther because it is a lot of work and you know it's it's money out of your pocket you don't start making i mean it's not it's it's not a you know even it's not even even trade it is money out of your pocket until you become profitable right so um it's and you and you have to be ready to take that risk you have to be ready and willing to do that and if and if you're not it's okay you can still write down you know, one of the things I tell my clients is, you know, you have your 
stuff for what you're wanting to do. And then you have stuff that maybe you want to do later. So if it's not in your cards for right now, put it in a notebook for later. And then when you're ready, you pull it back out and go, oh yeah, I had these ideas. Oh yeah, I had this going on. And, you know, and, and then you can, that comes back and then you're ready to take those steps a little bit further. Absolutely. Uh, it, it becomes a giant jigsaw puzzle. You're not sure how it works or if it's going to work, but you have all these pieces scattered everywhere and you don't now. Did you do trial and error when you picked up your pieces and tried to put your puzzle together? Or did you, I know you did a lot of planning before, but did you go outside your planning at some points and just try something different? Yeah, I still do. My jigsaw, my puzzle is not complete. (laughs) I don't think my puzzle will ever be complete. I think new, new pieces keep getting added and I'm like, Oh, how's this one going to work in there? We'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, uh, or someone took a piece of the puzzle. It's like, Oh, that person's the piece of the puzzle. It's like, now I understand what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Now, how much do you value your networking? your network now because a lot of people tend to push that off and it's like oh well that's time i don't i'll talk to them later or whatever but how do you react how do you i guess the word would be still interact with your network networking 100 percent is hard for me um as somebody who um was just naturally from my own choices before I made this, you know, change into who I am and this brand. Um, I stayed at home with the kids and I didn't go out. I really didn't have very many friends or anything like that. So for me to go out and meet people was very um, social, very much social anxiety. Right. Um, So I'm getting over that. I'm working on that. That's something I'm still working on. (laughs) I currently have, um, you know, I network and talk to people online. It's much easier, but I branched out this last month and I now have a network group here locally where I live that I meet up with in person a few times a month. And so, and so that's been really nice. And uh, one thing I realized is that how much while the internet is amazing and it brings us to some great people and great connections, there's really not a whole lot that can replace that. Um, in-person connection, Um, especially after we were all locked in our houses for COVID. um, I feel like that, you know, that that personal connection, that in-person connection is so much more valuable than it used to be, um, where I used to be scared of it. Now I'm excited for it because it's, you know, networking is not just what can, here's what I can do. It's more of how can I help you? Um, How can we get you further? What value can I bring for you? And if you continue to bring value to those people, they're going to bring value to you. And it's just a great community and a way of um, meeting people and supporting each other. Oh, I, I hundred thousand percent agree with you on that. It's still hard to do it because it's always that fear. I guess it is uh, not really a fear, but an anxiety of uh, rejection. Mm-hmm. Of Absolutely. It. That because is like, nope, sorry. I was saying oh. that you're, you're spot on. <laughs> you're spot on. It's fear of rejection, right? That's why it was easier for me to stay home with the kids. The kids had to like me and love me. I'm the mom. <laughs> yeah. You're the one cooking the food. And whatnot, exactly. So it's like you had to be. Uh 
uh, and also paying the Netflix subscri- subscription, so it had to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, it's always that. Of, it, it's amazing how over time we forget how to do the simple things, like how to meet people. You know, when we were kids, I'm sure you see what your what your children now. Uh, I seen what uh, my friends' children and you know my nephew and stuff. It's so easy then to make friends, mm-hmm. but as you can see it as they grow older, uh, when they graduate, you know, grade school, go to middle school, high school, whichever it was, go to college, we become awkward. Honestly, yes. we we're like we're growing backwards, like Benjamin Button here. It's like <laughs> we're aging. It's like we're we're not supposed to be doing that. We're supposed to be going out and conquering the world. And one thing that I will attest with this is I was not really good at public speaking till <laughs> still working on that aspect of it, but I, I feel more at, at ease doing this now and it's constantly getting better and easier and easier. Uh, and I attribute that to one, I'm out of my comfort zone. I, I don't, I, I don't have a comfort zone anymore. <laughs> I kind of mm-hmm. threw that, that mentality out of, out of, uh, out of my brain. But as to seeing and meeting new people, I'm I'm with you. I'm more excited about it because I'm like, oh, well, this person messaged me to be on the show. I'm like, well, I'm not really too sure. And once they start talking and we, we get to know each other, it, it's truly amazing um, because we're like um, before during COVID and whatnot, all we had to really rely on was text messaging and text messaging yeah. can mean anything when you when you put it on a piece of paper. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, kind of to speak to your, how we get awkward and things like that, <clears throat> I think there, that's because it goes back to your bubble statement. We're expected to be in a bubble. Mm-hmm. And those of us that have popped that bubble aren't real sure how to handle ourselves around everyone else, right. you know, because it is, it is awkward. What, it, you know, you don't know if somebody else has popped their bubble or if they're living in the bubble and loving it. So it just, it's just, you know, it becomes then this, this situation of you don't know how to conduct, not necessarily how to conduct yourself, but you're just unsure of yourself and how to present it. So what I'm currently, the way I would handle it is, uh, you know, like if you want to live in the bubble, cool, do your thing. You know, it, it, it's it's you and that's what's making you happy. That's absolutely fine. You want to live outside the bubble and do your own damn thing. Cool. I'm for you too. You know, um, as long as you're not hurting me, my friends or my kids, whatever, we're cool. Right. <laughs> but, um, but you know, it's that, that expectation of we're supposed to be doing these things and we don't want to do those things makes us feel like we're doing something wrong. And we're not. It's just that that's what society has placed on us. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of wanted to tell society that's not how we want to do things. And so it be- becomes a little bit nerve wracking because we're standing up for ourselves, right? It's almost confrontational. Oh, I, to add to that is uh, the people that were in the same bubble with us, they're, now they're trying to push us out of our bubble mm-hmm. or actually, well, not really push us out, actually keep us in the bubble. Because it's like uh, when I was talking to another friend, another coach of mine, uh, friend, uh, colleague that is a coach, let me rephrase that, is they want to keep you there because that's the devil they know. That's mm-hmm. the person they know. that They don't want to know the unknown. That's another thing is we're, even when we're making a brand, we don't know how it's going to be perceived. We don't, we don't have uh, 
the playbook on okay in five years this this brand is going to be no avoidance going to mean completely something different than what you t- set out set out for it to be now with that and you know with that scenario how you as a personal brand owner and brand builder how do you keep that on track i it's how i will evolve right okay. so if i'm evolving the brand evolves a bit and i know people that have their own businesses and brands and they've changed things two three four times um but it's just as it becomes more authentic and more known you know i i want it I want it to feel that way. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to put something, you know, I, I am the brand. Okay. So I'm not going to put something out that doesn't feel authentic. And so to me or the brand. So if I, if I'm evolving and things are shifting, then the brand's probably going to shift a little bit too. And that's okay because I've met my, my people in this space and done what I was called to do in this space. And if I'm involving, evolving, I'm meeting new people in a new space and, you know, adding value there too. So I, you know, I don't see it as a negative thing. If things tend to shift, it's, it's just that it's a shift. Yeah. Yeah. The classic, uh, one of the classic examples that are rock stars, musicians. Yeah, I'm. I love music, and I love a lot of. Uh, I I can pretty much listen to everything out there, and I I do it. I don't like some things. Don't get me wrong, especially with certain artists. But there's so much flack about when artists change. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest ones that I can think of in my time frame is Metallica. Yeah, <laughs> if we can take a look at that, their brand changed. Their brand from heavy speed metal, hard rock, everything to change to more or less a hard rock type, and then to go out and do the SM stuff with the orchestra. And everything after that is kind of like, for me, it kind of nosedive is because it didn't suit what I wanted anymore. Mm -hmm. But they've met a new group of people that appreciate them in a different way now. This is true. Right. So it works for them. Right. And, you know, I, th- I feel like it all serves a purpose in the moment and time that it's meant to. And then as you get bored or change or do things, then you know what, then it changes. And then, like I said, you have a new group of people that you get to meet. You have a new group of followers that, you know, support you. And, you know, maybe they'll go back and like some of the old stuff, or maybe they'll go back and be like, no, I'm glad you all switched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. And, uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I was never really a big Metallica fan. I was always Megadeth. You know, it's always either either or, and you can never be both type of thing. Because Dave Mustaine stayed true to himself. He's constantly doing the same thing. He's putting albums out one after another after another. And he still has, he's still building the brand up. And mm-hmm. that's what, that's what I've, you know, that's my personal opinion about it is he, he's the better brand band. And this is going to cause some controversy, <laughs> and I love it because it, controversy um, triggers debate, which, in a good way, it triggers uh, uh, creativity and productivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I'm not going to jump on your controversy train. I'm going to let the followers do that for you, or the <laughs> listeners. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Okay. Now, out of all the things that you've done with your brand, what 
is the biggest satisfying thing that the brand has brought to you? Oh, that is brought to me. Um, It's brought me a peace within myself. And I know that might sound cliche and things like that, but it it really has because um, when I really got to the heart of the brand and what it is right now, um, and I looked at where it all started, you know, when this transformation that started with my mom in 2018 after she passed, I look at what the brand stands for and what I what I am. My mom was the original beautiful badass. Okay. Never placed her there. Never. Until I got through all my other stuff and I was just like, holy shit. She was the original. So the the fact that I have this brand and this this whole push of like women can do this things. My mom was a single mom too. Mm-hmm. And um it, it's just it's kind of like a full circle moment for me and it makes, it's very peaceful for me. It's very fulfilling for me. And it, it just lets me know, like I'm doing my, my heart work. This, this is, these are, these are things I am meant to do. And it just, it really is an amazing feeling. Okay. Wow. That, that's very, that is inspirational. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the way that coming full circle, especially with a brand and you're now evolving the brand to as you see fit and bringing it and i'm being and jesse we're at the end of the show seriously (laughs) yeah we are at the end of the show so what i like to do now is uh how can my uh, how can this audience get a hold of you for either apparel for personal coaching to reach out to you uh more questions about you and your branding and stuff where can we find you um I have a website, beautifulbadasslife.com. Um, that houses the apparel. It has coaching stuff as well as a way to email me. Um, and then if you just want to see what kind of um, inspirational and sometimes crazy shit I come up with, I'm on Instagram. Um, it's at beautifulbadasslife. And so I'm over there as well. Um, and that's that's kind of where I live between those two things right now. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, I know you're dealing with some personal stuff today, uh, getting over, you know, flu season and all that stuff, but I I appreciate your time. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, As I'm winding down the show next week, I'm going to have Trey Taylor on the show and we're going to talk about how he actually runs his business as a family business, how it is. It's, it's, we're not talking Corleone family here, everybody. We're talking about how to actually get everybody involved with it, how to make it grow, and how to actually make generational wealth. But until then, go out there, find something about yourself, find one fact about yourself, and be true to it for, for two days and see if you like it. Until next time, Jesse, thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank oh, you so actually, much. for being here. Everybody, thank <laughs> you for tuning in. And uh, we're going to go th- right now, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week.